Elder. Who's crazy now, Janet? seagull storm in front of you a literal storm of seagulls and seagull spirits and the essence of all things gull there's chaos there's winds and rain and waves lick against the edge of the turtle's back and a familiar face has stepped onto the battlefield oh hey dude totally cool of you to join the party like, well, when I expected my fellow knights to return to this island for a friendly get-together, I had indeed hoped that it would be unaccosted by the foul white vermin of the sky. But alas, you are here, as are they. Yes, unfortun- yeah. unfortunately, uh, we have been beset by these uh, this uh, bird spirit that we've tried. Trevor... Wonderful soul that he is, he even attempted to make a pact with it, and it seems to be uh, beyond our ability to communicate with, at least for the moment. Left with few options, I prayed that the Lord would send us salvation, and that is when you arrived. So, like- I do believe that it is a fortuitous moment for me to have arrived so early onto the scene. Now... If you do not mind, I shall make my acquaintance with this large, feathered creature of whom I shall attempt to not have disdain for. And I begin to limp towards the giant bird spirit. You approach the bird spirit. It is raging in madness and terror. It is thrashing about as though it were a wounded animal, striking out at any who approach. Oh, you would be such a noble beast, were you not in the guise of an ignoble one, but all the same, my time here has taught me to treat more things that I do not understand with benevolence and understanding. I reach a handout to towards the creature in an attempt to make contact. You are able to roll to manipulate monsters, if I remember correctly. Well, as I do so tell the creature that there is nothing to fear for the good Sir Osmond of the Flow, Knight of the Round Table, and Protector of the Holy Grail, means no harm to it on this day. Roll to manipulate someone. Well, a three and a two adds up to a five, but with my charm of plus two, that brings us to a seven. So, with a seven, I will tell you this. This creature has been tortured and damaged and is not in its right mind. And unless you have some means to soothe it or fix it in some way, then 
it will not calm down. It will only get angrier and lash out harder. It seems to me that this creature is suffering greatly and has suffered greatly in past. Though at the same time, this is no mere beast. It is a spirit. A magical incarnation of nature itself. And I can think of no better Kairujan than my good lady. And I look around to find the appropriate orchid to begin speaking into. What do you say? My good and noble Lady Titania, here upon the island of Atuine, my stalwart companions and brother knights of the round table have brought a spirit, a spirit that is in suffering and ails from torments long since past. Its spirit needs ease. It needs to know the balm of calm. This is a creature that seems to be of this world and of this earth, and I can think of no better than you yourself, my good lady. I beseech that you pray, give us your presence here, and deliver upon this creature that which it requires. Please roll to use magic. Well, shucks. I guess I've written myself into another corner. A four and a five is a mighty nine, but I have a unfortunate minus one weird. And so the total is eight. Well, with an eight, you still make contact with Titania. Good sir knight. Would that I could aid you in this, but... There is both magical workings preventing me from approaching, as well as the inherent difficulties for me being a spirit of the growing earth, reaching through the ocean to appear before you at this great distance. I am certain that there are those among you who have magic that can help soothe the beast, but the path you are following is the correct one. I believe I know what I must do, my lady. I thank you for your counsel. I believe it is time for a knight to fulfill his duty. And I walk, not towards the creature, but back a bit into the grove. Trevor, Father O'Malley, what are you doing while this is happening? Having faith that uh, Osman knows what he's doing, uh... I'm standing to the side, trying to appear non-threatening, but keeping an eye on the bird spirit as Osmond uh, has his communique and then begins to uh, do whatever it is he, he thinks he needs to do to alleviate the situation. Mr. Ebbs? Well, since the birds, like, aren't attacking me, I'm playing Don't Bite the Finger with a couple of seagulls. So, like, you know, they fly by, and I, like, poke my finger out and they look at me like they don't want to bite it and I poke my finger out and they try to bite it and pull my finger away and then like you know they fly by again and it's a, you know like tag but not tag because if I get bit then I'm not tagged I'm bit Izzy you're watching this from the outside well whatever's going on these folks seem to have it I'm just going to try to make sure that the magic stays up and doesn't crush us all under the destructive weight of a bunch of 
very nasty water. Yes. You do feel this enormous surge of magic press against your ritual barrier, but you're able to keep it out. After a minute or two of pressing against the barrier, it recedes, and you're left with the scent of fresh summer grass in your nostrils. I never wanted to be a dream. Sir Osmond, what is it that you're doing? I am returning to my... what is effectively my house here on the island. It is a humble hatch-roof hut. And I'm searching along my belongings and very quickly and certainly finding exactly what I'm looking for and begin making my way back to the the epicenter with it in hand. And you arrive at the epicenter, and what do you draw forth? From beneath a cloth within my hands, I have the Holy Grail, and I slowly make my way towards the creature. Noble spirit, I do beseech you, for you are a creature that has suffered long and unjustly, and I would offer what salve that I can. As protector of the Holy Grail, I would beseech upon you to partake. And I gesture out with the Holy Grail. The creature roars in a squawking seagull kind of way and dives directly at you. But does not collide with you. It instead dives directly into the Grail. And all of the smaller seagulls and all of the spirits follow it, and the chalice in your hand shakes uncontrollably and begins vibrating and leaps from your hand and clatters to the ground, and then it goes still. A moment later, a great bird spirit made of crystal, pure water erupts from the chalice and launches itself skyward, spiraling as it does so. As it approaches the barrier, it turns to mist and passes through up into the clouds. Then, a gentle rain begins. Hey, good job, dude! That was, like, totally what we needed! And truly, it is what the spirit needed as well. That was exceptionally well done, Osmond. Not at all in line with any of the ways we've solved any of our other problems, but... You might want to recollect the Grail. I'm not sure what, if any, power it still has, but uh, we still have to keep it sa uh, safe from those who would use it for ill. I do move to retrieve it. I go ahead and give Izzy the... Go ahead and drop the barrier signal. Which is just me, like, waving my hands with my fingers falling down like it's supposed to be raining out, but it is raining out. So, like, you know, what is he now? Just drop my hands and let it fall. Hey, man! This is my great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. His name is Sir Osmond of the Flow. He's a cool dude. Sir Osmond of the Flow, this is Izzy. Pleasantries are exchanged. <laughs> that sure was pleasant. Probably the most pleasant I've ever seen Izzy be in his life. Yeah, it's weird. Might have something to do with the 
with the rain with the rain coming down, a overall appearance of hair being blown over and everywhere. His normally brown suit, um, stained an uncomfortable white color, along with various seagull feathers plastered all over. And now the rain coming down, just getting this mess everywhere, right into the sand that he's standing on. Glasses are still on, though. See, that's why I played No Finger Bitey, because otherwise I'd have to play No Clothes Poopy, and apparently you didn't know which game to play. And as for my part in this ritual, there was no game to play, there was only a job to do. And I did my job, for whatever that seems to be worth in this circle. True, but every job's a game, if you just have fun doing it. I'm going to change into another suit, and give you time to reconnect with your friendly night figure. Okay. So, what do you guys want to do now? With that, I think we're going to cut to the celebration this evening. The rain has slowed to the least bit of drizzle, and the night is otherwise beautiful, as once again there's a bonfire on the back of the turtle with the druids in celebration over the work you've done. There's much celebration, much rejoicing, and I'm going to give everybody a scene of their choice with a character of their choice. Sitting off by myself, away from the festivities and liveliness, it's not really my scene anyway, I put my suitcase next to me and... Having already changed my attire into a sleek black outfit, it is of the same kind of coarse threading that was synonymous with my light brown attire, but for certain clean of any and all bird remnants. And I retrieve my phone and begin to call my... Associates over in Seattle. Well, you call them, and the phone picks up after more rings than you anticipated. Mr. Adams, I feel like your messes have spread up my way again. Oh, whatever could you mean? We've just managed to take down what would have been the last of these apocalyptic creatures. I would assume that you had yours well in hand. Don't tell me that the situation has changed. We have some of our newer recruits working on things. You sure did stir up a shitstorm this time. Well, what can I say? You only really hire me when things are going very, very bad already. It's not so much a promise to make things better, but so much as a promise to make sure that things keep on going. There's also been some noise coming from the deep sea. Is there any chance you might have woken something up? Well, I won't directly claim responsibility, but I have been witness to a large spirit, uh, composed mostly of water, that seems to have undergone a bit of a rebirth and has since re-entered the skies and oceans. I don't think that's quite what we're looking at here, but I will take note. 
Well, then it sounds like I'm not the cause for your problems. Which problems are they, by the way, and how much will it be to fix them? Well, people are tossing around the name Jormungandr. Ah, the world serpent again? For a creature that's supposed to represent eternity, he does seem to be a rather sentimental, ornery, and spur-of-the-moment sort. Well, that sometimes happens when people fling around ritual magics in your nesting spot. How close are you to Serpent's Ridge right now? Well, I am directly adjacent to a body of water. I suppose I could be there between anywhere from two hours to seven hours, depending on how my ritual goes to transport myself there across the waves. Well... Assuming, of course, that my magic rituals aren't going to be offending you today, Charlie. It's not the rituals I despise. It's the haphazard way you sling them about. You're like a kid playing with firecrackers. Oh, no, that's cold. I prefer a teenager in a nuclear power plant. Well, I haven't even begun to discuss the recent um, rift that opened in downtown L.A., to the eighth dimension, I believe. I'm sure you're going to tell me you weren't involved in that one either. No, but I did get a return on my elder account. Yes, well, I'd get a move on if you'd like to have the time to enjoy it. Well, I'm going to be expecting my usual fee, you understand. Well, it just so happens I happen to have a second printing Gutenberg Bible here. With your name on printing. it. I thought the whole collection of them had been lost in that great fire. Well, I suppose you've colored me interested now. Yes, well, lost is a matter of perspective. Charlie, you arsonist bastard. With that, the call ends. What a charmer. And... My phone buzzes. I flip it back open to see that there has been yet another match on Elder. And I get up and walk towards the waves. The party has been going on for just a couple of hours, and you've all noticed that Izzy is nowhere to be found. It's really not much of a surprise. You probably realized he was wearing a white suit after Labor Day. I'd have made myself scarce, too. After the normal expected amount of revelry and congratulatory shenanigans with Osmond, who I'm overjoyed to see, and and also with Trevor and celebrating the moment, I um, I seek her out when she's you know, sort of separated herself from the, the main revelry and we can have a moment to talk. I feel like there's a few things that we should clear the air about. And so uh, finding her off at a, at a smaller separate campfire uh, by herself, I'm sure, possibly prepping any number of rituals or, or things of that nature, I approach her and motion to the the camp chair that's next to where she's sitting 
uh, as if to see if she's comfortable with speaking with me. She barely notices your approach, but without missing a beat in her preparations, motions to the chair for you. I, I thank you, uh, Grandmother. I do... I just want to clear the air. I, I feel as though ever since uh, my friends and I have come into your life, we've brought your people nothing but uh, heartache and difficulty. I think you have read the situation about as incorrectly as possible. Misery, heartache, and destruction were on their way. And you and yours have carried us through. That we might see another tomorrow. I suppose that is a way to look at it, certainly. Uh, since meeting Trevor and Osmond, uh, it has been my aim that we should all get to see further tomorrow. I can tell you that uh, I've been boxing at the shadows of the apocalypse, and I had somehow convinced myself when... I was tasked by the Vatican to prevent the end of days that it would simply be one chaotic world-ending event that I would need to abort, but I've had to wrest a holy chalice from the hands of a tarnished knight of the round table. I've uh, come face to face with a man whose face I couldn't remember. I've, through through my own actions, unleashed destructive forces of nature that ravaged, if not the, the countryside, at least the vast majority of California. I've known exceptional doubt and certainly at times felt as if I've lost my connection with the Lord and wondered if we've done any good, but I feel as though you're Retort to my apology uh, tells me that we've done something beneficial. Even if at times it's hard to shake the feeling that we've been nothing but a burden. I wonder... Uh, I know you have a better connection to natural forces than I do, but do you think the winds of fate have started to change? Or... Or is there still an inevitable apocalypse upon the rise? All things end. We do what we can to keep what we have while we can. No matter how many disasters cast aside, no matter how many that come not to pass, there will always be more. Much wisdom in, in what you say, and I I've known this to be true my entire life. Perhaps what I need to do is stop worrying about the next disaster and appreciate the extended time I've been given from the previous. You will be where you need to be. If you are meant to continue carrying this burden, then the world will guide you. And... If it is time to pass your blade to the next generation, you will know. Thank you. Not just for this, but 
for the help that you've rendered us in all of the occasions. And with that, I will get up and return to the crowd, a smile on my face, and perhaps just a little bit more at ease than I've been for the last several days. Who would like to go next? Well, I think I'm going to take Sir Osmond off to the side. Be like, hey man, thanks for coming through today. Because, like, it's been a real long time since we've seen each other. And I missed you. And you're, like, my best pal. But you're not here no more. But you are now. But, but you know, I just thought you should know we're doing good. Even though you're not there anymore. Because, uh, I think about you a lot. And you mean a lot to me. Because... You're my great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. And, uh, yeah. We've had a lot of adventures since you were gone. After you left, we fought a crab. And then we went to a wizard school. And then after that, there was this other crazy monster that popped up. We were like, oh no. But then it was like, ah. But, uh, but you were here today. And that means a real lot to me. So. So thanks again. It is a knight's duty to be there when he is needed. And of course I share your sentiments, young Trevor. It was not only by your merits that I did induct you and our friends into the order of the Knight's Round, but because of your tenacity, your personality, your you. It is because of our friendship, and not only our kinship, and not only your merits, that has earned you the right to refer to me not only as your grandfather, but as brother. That means a lot, man. I really appreciate it. And I think, unless anything else happens, Trevor and Sir Osmond are just going to catch up. Like grandfather and grandson as the night drifts on. And that leaves one more person. And another hour or so into the night, there's a clinking noise as somebody is clanging their plastic fork against their red solo cup, trying to get the attention of all the assembled people. And standing by the fire is Og. Og looks around and does his best to smile without coming across as terrifying and begins a speech. Og Og Sharkman Not easy for Sharkman Many friends Many challenges Og fight Og help friends Og love friends and a single tear begins to roll down his cheek. He chokes up for a moment before holding up his shield and shouting out in his robot voice, It's ya boys! And with that, we have reached the end of the main story of Expeditions of the Extra Normal. We are going to have another episode next week. That episode is going to be an epilogue, and 
we are also going to do some question and answering session. So, if you'd like to know anything or have any questions or have anything about expeditions that you would like to know or say or anything of that sort, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at Umbral Theater. You can email us at theumbraltheater at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Facebook. Uh, just search for The Umbral Theater. But for now, we're going to leave you with one last clip. That same night, as our heroes are enjoying their well-earned rest, we see a library in downtown Seattle. It's one of those old-fashioned ones with the pillars and the statues out front. And we head in through the main door and down several flights of stairs into a sub-basement where we see Izzy's where we see Izzy's counterpart standing at a desk. So we have this demon rampaging and Izzy's off tracking down a lead on something else. The Ebbs and Flow Agency is hundreds of miles from shore on the back of a primitive turtle god. And this, I suppose, must fall to us. And the camera pans, and we see several silhouettes of the Seattle branch ready to take on their first adventure.